Hello and welcome to What Happened for the week of April 21st, 2019. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and this week we have stories in tech and games. First up is tech. Samsung delays the launch of the Galaxy Fold. After multiple issues, reviewers have with the phone, Samsung has said that the Galaxy's Fold launch will be pushed back to address these concerns. Samsung themselves did not give a new set date, saying at least until next month, meaning May, or by the time you're hearing this, yeah, May. However, AT&T customers have been getting emails saying their new Galaxy Fold will be shipped out June 13th, almost two months since its original launch. I have to say, uh, good job on Samsung for this, for uh, delaying it. I know it's a first generation device, so problems aren't to be expected. However, the screen is simply too much of an issue to where you have you expect people to pay almost 2000 for it and live with it. This is not looking either way for them. Like again, I'm saying good job, but again, it's not a good look, but this is way better than just ignoring it, shipping it, and having more and more general consumers, customers having these issues day to day. And even without AT&T possibly giving out the new day, I would have thought June or July probably as it gives them enough time to fix it, but not be a massive delay. Kohl's to take Amazon returns. Amazon and Kohl's relationship is getting closer with Kohl's now getting ready to take Amazon returns. Starting in July, Kohl's will take Amazon returns. The way it will work is that you can go into Kohl's with the item you want to return, and that's it. They will handle the packaging and shipping, and then once Amazon gets it, you get your refund in your account. This is a great idea for both companies, and I think will work if Kohl's can handle the load. For Amazon, they get to have an easier way of returning items, since a lot of people find repackaging a pain in the ass, especially if you already threw out the box and you need to buy a new one. For Kohl's, they get some much-needed foot traffic in their store, and that could turn into increased sales. Think about it. Families will be planning out, oh, you know, we need to go to Kohl's, you know, get some clothes for the kids or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, now I can just drop off an Amazon return while I'm at it. It works for them. Already told my girlfriend about this, and she likes the idea a lot. Speaking of Amazon, Amazon is now working toward having one-day prime shipping as the default option for users. The announcement came in a quarterly earnings call where CFO Brian Oslofsky talked about it. Right now, it is starting in North America and are expanding by adding zip codes that qualify for it over time. They did mention, though, that they will talk about it more in the second quarter of the year, and the plan is to expand it internationally. This will not just be a North American thing. I really like this, and it's good that Amazon is pushing to stay a bit more competitive. Walmart and Target have been offering better shipping and pickup at store, so for Amazon to combat that with faster shipping is very nice. I hope, though, they won't raise the price of Amazon Prime subscription, though, anytime soon. Verizon to sell YouTube TV to customers. Verizon is putting their support behind YouTube TV as their service of a choice by planning to sell it to their internet and phone customers. However, that is all they said right now, no set date or how exactly they would offer it. But Verizon said there would be promotions for their customers. Not a big story here, but I did want to mention it because it is an update on the streaming wars, with a now a mobile carrier getting behind YouTube TV. For Verizon, this is a smart play. AT&T already have DirecTV now. And now T-Mobile is trying to start their own service, so getting behind a service that already is well-developed just saves time and money for them. Also, it's good for branding because who has not heard of YouTube? This is an issue, though, T-Mobile will have with their service soon. AT&T and Sprint settle 5G lawsuit. Earlier this year, Sprint sued AT&T over their 5GE usage, which was updating phones saying, oh, you don't have 4G, they have 5GE. Which makes people think, oh, I do have 5G, but they don't. Well, this week they have settled a lawsuit with AT&T, with an AT&T spokesperson telling the Dallas Business Journal that, quote, we have am- amicably settled this matter, end quote. No details were really talked about, uh, but from what sources are saying, 
AT&T will be using the 5GE still, so I assume Sprint was on the losing side of this, which is a bit of a shame. AT&T is just blatantly lying to people, and it is really annoying since not only are they doing it, but at events they are like, so what? So, fuck AT&T. I try to like them, but then they do shit like this. Really makes it hard to. Airbnb wants to make content. Routers is reporting that Airbnb is developing a TV studio to produce videos based on traveling. Not much is known except the style of videos they are going for are documentary and short films. Now on paper, I think this is a good move by Airbnb, but the execution here is important. Look, the content industry is booming. People can't get enough content. Everyone's making it. But it does need to be at least decent, or at least good, if not better. Like, yes, if you make content, it's easy for you to make something out of it. But if it's shit content, no one's going to watch shit content. So... If they can film some videos that make me want to travel there, then it works because now they are getting more customers. Also, I wonder if you would have to pay for this. I would assume not, and it would be free with ads because the whole point of it is to get people to travel the world and then ideally use their service to book rooms and experiences. Tesla lost money last quarter. Unlike the end of last year where Tesla was killing it, the first quarter of 2019 was not that nice for them. For the quarter, it overall lost $702 million. They made $4.5 billion in revenue which is better than they did this time last year, making $2.6 billion. However, it is less than the $7.2 billion they made last quarter. The number of cars they shipped overall was also down, saying they have shipped $63,000 this quarter, compared to $90,000 last quarter. Tesla is saying that this is due to the issue of the delivering Model 3 vehicles to China and Europe. Now, looking toward the second quarter, they expect car deliveries to go back up to around $90,000-$100,000, but do not expect to make a profit. So this was not a good quarter for them, but right now it just seems to be a bump in the road. One thing to keep a look at is their debt. They did have to use $920 million of their cash on hand to pay off some of it. As long as that does not get out of control, they should be okay. The demand for Teslas is still big. Facebook is setting aside $3 billion for fines. During their quarterly earnings meeting, Facebook mentioned how they were setting aside $3 billion for fines. This is due to them expecting to be fined by the FTC after their investigation is complete. Now, there are some issues here because it seems that the fine is obviously not enough to punish Facebook. For one, they expect to be fined, yet have not said anything about ways to fix the reason that they think they'll be fined. Also, investors do not seem to care much as the stock went up, which is understandable given Facebook makes a shit ton of money. This means the eventual fine from the FTC should be a lot bigger, enough to make Facebook and its investors sweat. They won't, which is a shame, because they should. Moving over to games, cheaper Nintendo Switch may be coming out this summer. According to Bloomberg, Nintendo may be releasing their lower-cost Switch this summer. Since last year, there have been reports on two new Switch models coming. One that is cheaper, that is more focused on portability, with the other focused on being more powerful and more expensive. Now, none of this has been confirmed by Nintendo, and there are no clear rumors of what would they do to make the Switch cheaper. I think it would be smart if Nintendo were to stretch out these hardware updates, because it's a good way to keep people interested. If you do all these updates at once, and blow your load, then you may have the opposite effect of current Switch owners now being upset that their console is looking like it's going to be outdated. If you spread them out and be like, well, you know, here's a different version of the Switch, and then here's another different version of the Switch. If you release both, one more portable, one more powerful, it's like, well, what's the point of having the middle Switch? However, most of this is just speculation until we actually see the device, which, based on this, should be pretty soon. Days Gone comes out to mixed results. The latest first-party Sony game has come out called Days Gone. Days Gone is an open-world game set in Oregon after a zombie apocalypse, even though the developers don't call them zombies. You play as a biker as you try to survive, and your best companion is a bike that you can customize. 
The game is developed by Ben Studio, a Sony-owned game studio, and has gone through a bit of a rough development, having been in development in some form for five to six years. Now, for the most part, Sony games have been getting near critical acclaim. Just last year alone, we got Spider-Man and God of War. However, Days Gone seems to be different. Overall, the reviews are mixed, with the praise going to the open world, graphics, and the bite, with the negatives being quite a few bugs, some weird decisions such as traveling to do a mission, in quotes, where the mission really is just a cutscene, and then that's it. And then the plot itself. Now it has come out that a lot of the reviewers played a version of the game that did not have all the patches that fixed a lot of the bugs. You know, those day one patches, apparently there was about three to four of them that they did not get ahead of time. And for the actual gamers who have been playing it with the patches, I have been liking it a bit more, but it's still all not, it's still not, oh my god, it's a great game, or, you know, could be a contender for game of the year this year. It's still not. This doesn't surprise me, because when a game like this has been through possibly looks like a bit of development hell, that's never a good thing. Just look at Anthem. That's a game this year that was in development hell. For me, though, I'm still looking forward to playing it, because it doesn't look that bad. But I'm just going to be smart about it and wait for a sale. 30, 40 bucks, then I'm in. That's it for this week's episode of What Happened. Before I go, I do want to mention that the new season of Summer Box Office has started for the year, with the first video going over May predictions is already up on the channel. A link to the episode is in the description. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at TylerCallahan95 and on Instagram at TylerCallahanMedia. Thank you for listening, and see you next week.